5 o'clock in Pirate Country, and 94.3 The Game is going to get you home with the P-Man. In 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Lock it in. Turn it up. It's time for the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. This is the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. Oh, yeah. Curtis Blow, baby. You ever heard this, Ben? Before right now? Uh, plenty of times. Have you? This is a staple of basketball games, I think. Hey, Ben Byram, how are you today, buddy? Hey, Ben. I'm doing right. How are you, P-Man? It's been quite a day, Ben. It's been quite a day. But aren't they all? For sure, for sure. You Great never to be know. Here. 2021. Got a lot of good energy in the building today. Oh, yeah. Our guy Clark Willis's birthday. It also is... Rose High legend, Greenville legend, Eastern North Carolina legend, Marvin Jarman's 74th birthday today. Awesome. We have a major Marvin Jarman announcement coming up in the next uh, 20 to 25 minutes, so stay tuned for that. Uh, do we have a, Are we doing a little Bojangles today? Can we do that? I'm all for that. I love the Bojangles giveaway. We'll decide on that. You know, you don't want to do too much of a good thing. Okay, all right, all right. You understand what I'm saying? All right. This ain't my call. And then uh, Brian Moe a little later on. So we'll have Brian on to talk some basketball and golf. Are we sure Brian's joining us? He isn't. Okay. Good. Who says the P-Man knows nothing about the NBA? or Because we have breaking, amazingly big breaking news. Here's the big thing you need to know, and I'm going to let Ben get in the particulars. But as you know, as I get older, I like stars. I used to root for the underdog. Nah, the hell with that. I'm rooting for stars now, Ben. We don't root for losers, all right? I'm not. I'm not rooting for the plucky upstart or the underdog. We don't care or, for the underdog. No, anymore. don't care anymore. I'm. I am. I'm going to be. Look, if all these other guys and girls in the sports media can be jock sniffers, why can't I? Why can't I? Right? Everybody else is, so why can't I? Yeah, let's go for it. Let's I love stars. I'm now in uh, 2021. First. I'm now stars. Nose first. I heard you there. So here's the kind of the end of the uh, the punchline to all of this. Uh, James Harden, the beard, has got himself out of Houston, and he is in New Jersey, right? Or excuse me, Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Yeah, <laughs> he's in Brooklyn. Um. He is in Brooklyn as a part of the Nets. So that now gives them, when everybody will play, KD, the increasingly flaky Kyrie Irving, who's fantastic when he plays. He just never gets on the court. And now James Harden and KD are reunited, right? All right. We'll get again into the details of all this and all these other guys involved. But I'm, I'm only interested in the stars here. Now, Victor Oladipo is involved in this trade as well. Houston's been very active today. I didn't understand what you were telling me earlier, but Oladipo wanted badly out of Indiana. You know, he played at IU as an All-American there, had that great kind of breakout year, his senior year. You remember that? You might have been too young. And, you know, got drafted by the Magic and then wound back up in Orlando. I think he was injured a little bit in Orlando when he first. He was in OKC for a little bit. Yeah, and everybody wanted to call him a bust. But he's healthy, and he's had some great years the last couple of seasons. 
But he wanted very badly out of Indiana after the firing of Nate McMillan. And now Victor Oladipo, in all of this activity today, is in Houston. Great deal for him. It's a big media market. Rockets are a fun organization. They've had some success of winning lately. They think outside the box. Oladipo is a guy that can play, uh, you know, a lot of different positions. Oladipo is a guy that can score a lot of different ways. He's going to compliment John Wall very well. I think he will. I think that's a very potent uh, one-two punch because Oladipo is not interested in necessarily being the star like Harden. I like the John Wall-Oladipo pairing quite a bit. I think that's a good pairing. And I think that gives Houston a very good one-two punch. He also moves, because I, I consider these things as an adult, he moves to a state where there's no income tax now. So good for him. It's a big one. No state income tax in Tejas. All right, now, this all went down, what, about an hour ago? Yeah, a little, bit, little less than an hour ago. Again, who says the P-man doesn't talk the NBA or know it? I know it, baby. <laughs> so t- tell me the particulars that landed Harden in Brooklyn where he wanted to go okay. with the Nets. And ended up landing Oladipo in Houston away from the Pacers. Okay. And I don't know if he had a destination. I just know he wanted out of Indiana. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, Are you going to run through this? Yeah. I can run through this. No problem. Leave my mic up because I will comment as I see fit. I may not say a word. This is is a little stressful here. All right. What do you mean stressful? It was a, we, I don't know. I I don't know if you're going to criticize me or judge me here. I'm sweating bullets. No, there's no reason to. No reason to. Okay. I'm ready. I mean, I know you told that one guy in that article that I guess is going to come out in the fall that I yelled at you, but I mean, no, I, I'm not going to. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> no, it's uh, that art- You realize that article is going to come out a year after they did the interviews. It hasn't come out yet. No, it's going to appear in some magazine at the university. Is what I was told. Well, what's the point of that? I don't know. They, it was so good they wanted to use it in that publication. But I'm ripping everybody in that thing. Okay. So I'm worried about it actually. <laughs> That's good. The uh, little controversy creates uh, yeah, cash, exactly, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, I'd, quite the opposite. <laughs> All right, what do you got? All right, so it's a three-team deal that saw Harden end up with the Nets. Uh, of course, the uh, the Rockets will receive Karis LeVert from the Nets. Dante Exum. Now, is he any relation to the R&B hip-hop group LeVert? Does he have any? N- no, okay. no, but LeVert's pretty good. Karis LeVert's pretty solid. Okay. See, we're getting into guys I don't know. Yeah. Because again, I'm just I'm a I'm a jock sniffing rooter of stars, yep. and this guy is not necessarily a star. He's right? he's a good player. He's a good player. Not a star. Not a star, but a good player. I don't care Dante about good players. I'm done rooting for good players. I just want stars. Okay, go all ahead. Right. I'm sorry. Dante Exum. He's just kind of a role player guy. I've never heard of this other guy, Rodion's Corux. I don't even know how to say his name. Never heard of him. Mm-hmm. Then four first round picks. I'll, I'll do the commentary. You just do the reporting. Go okay. Ahead. Four first round picks. And then four first-round pick swaps. It's a three-team deal. Cleveland was also involved in the deal. They'll receive Jared Allen for the Nets and Tyreen Price, or Prince. Prince, I'm sorry. Um, but it doesn't stop there for the Rockets because the Rockets immediately traded Levert to get Victor Oladipo. So Levert winds up in Indiana. Yep. Okay. And Oladipo then. A lot of wheeling and dealing going on by the uh, Houston Rockets today. You get rid of a disgruntled, chunky star. A lot of cap space to get rid of there too. You get some picks. You got a you got a very good backcourt if Wall's healthy, and if Oladipo's ready to go. Yep. And I think in Brooklyn you just add to the stardom. 
you add to the stardom, but you also it'll go one of two ways. It'll go spectacularly, spectacularly great, or it will go spectacularly bad. Sure, sure. So I stopped and saw my mom today. She works down the road, as you know. Okay. And uh, she was telling me, Ben, that uh, they were the buses were pulling out from my alma mater, APA. They were headed down to Fayetteville Academy, and the game, the game got banged, got uh, postponed or canceled. It's canceled. Canceled game. So that's not on the high school slate tonight. Not on the high school slate. I feel like they were going to pull out the dub easily on the, in that game. but uh, Look at you talking all flattery. So the coach was not uh, able to make his trip down there. Coach's team's only lost one game. They're like 9-1. and one. They played pretty well this year. Uh, I, was, I bring this up because Farmville Central's found themselves in a little bit of uh, a contact tracing situation. Their schedule's gone a little sideways here. Uh, let me see how. While I'm doing that, is there any other NBA news, Ben, to, to talk to the folks about? No, that's it. That's, that's it. it. I'm sorry. I wish I could stretch no, no, that word. No, that's fine. But was, that's absolutely it. I should have had this uh, ready to go, but I did not. Uh, I think Green Central has had some COVID issues. Our guy Blue Edwards it. coaching over there. Yep. And as a result, since they played Farmville last, the two – Farmville's not going to be. Farmville's going to play again next Wednesday. They just can't play uh, Hertford can't, County. Can't play Friday. Hertford County, and then they had somebody else. That they're not going to be able, to, or they moved a game or something like that. Move North Johnston. So next I think Wednesday. you're going to continue to see a lot of that happen. Uh, I heard someone today that's a basketball uh, person that was on to talk about all this thinks that the NBA should just stop for two weeks, and that we shouldn't be playing basketball. So we're kind of back to that. I'm anxious to kind of ask Mull some of these questions. Uh, I also today, again, we weren't uh, going to be here today, which is why nobody thought I was coming into the building, I guess, today. <laughs> I mean, I, I, seriously, Stacy, you had nobody. Oh, he's not coming today. He won't be here. Why would you be here if I wasn't here, right? Because they're going to play ECU Cincinnati, and it was going to tip at 5 o'clock, and there was no point in, I mean, we can't do a show, right? I mean, I guess we could, but there's no reason to do a show. If they've got basketball, we're preempted. I get it. But then the game got uh, postponed yesterday, so we, we're here doing a special edition today. We have a tremendous show. Do but, it live. Exactly. But well, do it live! Yes. So here's what I'll tell you. Um, you made me lose my train of thought there, which is not very easy. I'm, so, I'm it's, sorry. It's not very difficult to do, Ben. <laughs> I, I'm a little, I get a little scattered sometimes, and with you throwing uh, the Do It Live, which is the greatest ever out there, uh, greatest sound drop ever, one of them, uh, that's uh, thrown me off. But uh, get my life together. Yes. Yes, absolutely. That is a must. I must do. Soundboard would do the talking for you. The soundboard can do all the talking for me. That's fine. Where where was I? What was I? I'm just talking about is, basketball, high school basketball. Yeah, but I'd moved on. I thought in my mind. Hey, you never got there. I never did because you threw that uh, out. Uh, but uh, no ECU basketball uh, today. The women are playing tonight. Coach Kim McNeil scheduled to be with us tomorrow, so we'll talk to her, and uh, that'll be good. Looking forward to talk. We have not had coach on this season. It's been a crazy year. Uh, to my knowledge, they had, the the pirate women's team has not had any COVID issues. Again, to my knowledge, it's been their opponents because they had a game recently uh, get uh, moved or postponed because of uh, the opponent's COVID issues. Do you have the dually cuts about Temple queued up? Well, let's do a pirate report here while we're doing that. Well, I that'll maybe give me time to think about what I was going to say. I don't know. We'll see. 
And now, Patrick Johnson with today's Pirate Report on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. I know that the always anonymous text line tells me you were saying no one thought you were coming into today. Yeah, but I, I meant before that. I, d- I don't know where we're I was talking about. Going. We were on topic here, talking sports. I don't know what I'm talking about. But the always anonymous text line trying to re- thank you, always anonymous. Text that, that text line scares me. No, I never the, know the text who it line's is. Fine. No, well, it's, it's are they watching me? Can they see me? No, they can't. That's they can hear you. We're not. We don't have the budget to have all the video. And you know what you get when you do that video? A lot of money spent and about twelve people watching. So vast audience listening. It's theater of the mind, Ben. Uh, Joe Dooley on uh, what it's been like to play without fans this year. The Pirates will take on Temple at noon on Saturday. Williams Arena, Minji's Coliseum in front of no fans. It's it's different. I mean, you know, I, I, I said to our guys before the season, it's going to be like these, you know, these scrimmages we play usually. And normally you play a couple scrimmages where, you know, you go play in someone's practice facility and it's your team and their team. The last couple of years it's been, not this year, but the, the previous two years it had been Wake Forest and North Carolina State that we scrimmaged and, you know, the, you have to create your own enthusiasm, your own energy. I think the guys have done a really good job with that. Um, but, you know, I, I think like everybody else, they're looking around saying, how weird is this? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, there's no one here. We're sort yeah. of sort of stumbling around out here. And um, But, you know, once the ball goes up, I think that all that all those things go away. And, um, you know, obviously we're not the only I – mean, there's a lot of other states aren't allowed to have fans. There are some states that allow fans, and it's, you know, or limited capacity, obviously, so it's a little bit different. And, uh, even in a you know a twelve thousand seat arena with with a thousand fans, there's a little noise, but there's not the noise that usually you associate with a, with a crowded facility. Ben, I've watched some games, and it seems like an AAU or summer league game in a lot of ways because uh, you know college um, game or two I've done this year uh, had limited fans. They had I think two fifty up in the arena in Virginia that holds about six thousand, and it was they did a really good job with the environment. And they still I think that was their the home opener for that game. It was the ODU Norfolk State game. Uh, and then I had a, another game here recently uh, on the high school level for a broadcast. And I'm not so sure those people were following all the protocols. But uh, So you don't think this is going to last, huh? Well, you know, these private schools so far have, I mean, they've played a lot of games. Yeah. They've played a With lot mask of them, on? Uh, yeah, eight to ten games. And, I mean, it, it. my wife even asked me the other night why weren't the college guys playing with masks on. Because of that, I said there. I don't think there's any way that can be done. Uh, speaking of uh, local hoops, did you know that Temple has a guy from the two five two on their roster? I do now. Damian Dunn, Kinston native. Joe Dooley talking about uh, Temple's Damian Dunn. Good player was at Kinston as a junior, then transferred down to a high school down in Atlanta for his senior year, and, and played down there. And last year was redshirted. I think he played one game. Uh, they redshirted him and. Uh, it was probably good for him from a maturity standpoint. To, you know, he got to play against those like, older, experienced guards every day in practice. Uh, as we know, Temple had really, really good senior guards last year, and uh, now he's off to a good start this season. And uh, we've got Coach Dooley talking about his thoughts on Temple. Uh, you know, Temple's got great tradition. They've got a really good product to sell. You know, fifth wingest program in NCAA history. Aaron obviously has a lot of NBA ties and. Uh, I think they're a little bit where they, they don't have as much experience as, they, as they've had. And obviously there's a little bit of a transition from Fran Dumphy. And, you know, Fran was one of the premier coaches in the country. So I think they're trying to figure out and sort some things through. And I think that they are. And, they've, that, you know, they've also been, you know, under, you know, 
COVID for a couple of times have been shut down a couple of times. So I think that's really hard with some new pieces to get some tempo and get some, you know, confidence and get some consistency. And they've, you know, like we said, they've only played four games. Uh, let's see here. Um, some other notes. That was today's pirate report. ECU women tonight. Who, uh, who are they playing? But I don't, I, I'm ashamed. I don't know. UCF. Okay. Thank you very much. So, uh, that's, uh, wraps up today's pirate report. I think volleyball released their schedule today, limited uh, schedule. And uh, I, you know, I'm hearing baseball maybe in the next week or so, within the week's time. We'll They're cutting it close. Well, you know, I think there's just still a lot of questions. Yeah. I mean, they may not have a full – they may still have a situation where they're trying to schedule teams. The issue there is the American is going to play the uh, – I think let them play 56 games, including, you know, conference games. And the issue there to me would be how do you – you know, the the non conference thing is what's probably a little tough to schedule because even though you probably are going to try to schedule more regionally, that's already kind of a regional non conference schedule as it is, and you have people in that regional philosophy coming from other states or cities, and can they come? You know, can they come down? Can they travel? And you, and I'm sure for a lot of northeastern schools, even. Uh, even though there's that regional philosophy that everybody says they're employing, you're still going to have teams that want to come out of the cold weather and come down here and start their seasons. And as we know, there are plenty of D1 baseball teams in this, you know, Virginia, Carolina's region. So, I mean, I imagine it is kind of hard to schedule because people's schedules are probably filled up and there's only a certain amount of games people can play and what have you. So I, I, I don't know necessarily if they're putting finishing touches. My suspicion would be they probably, uh, they probably are. I do know the ACC has decided to put the Sunday women's basketball game between number two Louisville and number three NC State on hold. The Packer dealing with COVID nineteen protocols, uh, according to a report that's just out. I was I was kind of interested in that game because uh, you know I'm an advocate and fan of women's basketball, but I you know at a high level and that was going to be a high level game. Former ECU women's coach Wes Moore for about fifteen minutes leading the Wolfpack. Pirate uh, alum, if you will, like Sandy Bullock. Uh, and then uh, I see today Mike Evans and Chris Godwin limited in Bucks practice, Ben. They've been limited all year, it seems like, in practice. Those guys are always banged yeah, up. Yeah, they are, aren't they? They really are. Fantasy nightmare. It is a bit of a fantasy nightmare. So that's where we are. Uh, all right, a timeout. Uh, stay tuned. It is Marvin Jarman's 74th birthday today. Greenville, Rose High, Eastern North Carolina, original and legend. Love me some Marvin. We're going to have a very special announcement on Marvin Jarman. Concerning Marvin Jarman, coming up next. More of the Patrick Johnson Show is coming up. I can't wait. On your flagship home of Pirate Football, 94.3 The Game and 94.3thegame.com. Happy hours are always a swashbuckling good time with the P-Man. Happy hour for me never starts till after five. Me either. This is only number three. Let's get back to the Patrick Johnson Show here on 94.3 The Game, the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. All right, welcome in, everybody. Uh, It is... uh, Looking at a day that is going to be, uh, or a night that is going to be down to 38. And tomorrow, uh, nice warm up to 59 degrees. 
Friday, 58, lots of sunshine, and then uh, Friday night, a chance of uh, rain. I guess the front is coming through for the weekend, so it'll be sunny but cold uh, over the weekend. Uh, currently in Greenville, out at the uh, airport, it is 50 degrees even, sunny skies. All right, uh, we have uh, a big birthday celebration today happening across Greenville. It's Marvin Jarman's birthday. Uh, I found out yesterday that... Uh, we're in the beginning stages of a project involving the great Marvin Jarman, but also everybody who's ever known Marvin. Here to tell us more about that, David Lee, the uh, son of the legendary Boyd Lee. David, how are you? Thanks for hopping on with us here. Hey, Patrick. How's it going? Thanks for having me. So things good. I want you to tell the folks, and this is just getting off the ground. It's just getting started. What is the right. what is the Marvin? And it's uh, apropos. We're announcing this on his birthday. <laughs> yeah. What is the Marvin Jarman project that you have in store? Well, I've been kicking around the idea for a couple of years to write a book about Marvin. And, you know, everybody knows Marvin. Everybody loves Marvin. And he's such a legend. And there's so many great stories about uh, Marvin through the years. And generations, you know, have known Mar- Marvin at Rose High and Little, Greenville Little League and everything. And I did know the right way to do it i didn't want to write one that you know marvin graduated in this year and he was born here and all that kind of right. stuff and not a, not a biography and, in a sense you didn't you right right right. For that. right and i was driving down the road the other day and it hit me and we're going to do a book and we're going to do it like marvin jarman's favorite stories so like folks that have great marvin stories which i mean how many of those are around you know, and let the, let the people tell it, uh, in their own words. And, you know, there's so many great storytellers around Greenville and known Marvin through the years. And I think that'll be the best way to, you know, uh, tell the story for Marvin. And, and I ate lunch with him and RV and my dad yesterday. And, you know, I hadn't even talked to Marvin and about it yet and i asked him i said is all right if i write a book about you and he said yeah (laughs) yeah and he said somebody's tried to do that already and it didn't work and uh and i said well marvin i'm gonna let your friends tell stories on you is that okay and he said yeah (laughs) yeah and uh you know and and then the craziest thing by the end of the night you know i talked to brian weingart and i talked to coach phillips randy phillips Mm -hmm. and I mean, I knew by the end of the night last night, seven new stories I didn't know. Wow. So, uh, I mean, I'm really excited about trying to put it together, and uh, and uh, I think it's going to be be a lot of fun, and I, I think it'll be something the Greenville community will really enjoy when we get it done. David Lee is with us, uh, making the announcement here today on, uh, on Marvin Jarman's 74th birthday that uh, he's starting the work on a project, uh, a book, project that'll be about marvin and it will be uh all of marvin's friends over the years in their words yep. stories of marvin jarman so you know you you're off to a great start obviously with with rv and randy and weingarts and, and many others lots of folks at rose i'm sure uh if there's someone who has a favorite marvin story and wants to get in touch with you because this isn't you know i mean this is truly all comers you want to hear their stories right. so what, what's the best right. way to put them in touch with you david 
Well, if you know any of those guys, obviously uh, <laughs> they they have my number. Right. Um, you know, if people see my dad around town, they they you know he he's got my number. Obviously, if you want to email me, um, I probably don't need to put my city email out there. My Wilson City email. Right. Out yeah. There. Don't don't do that. And, uh, do you have a private one got, we can uh, yeah, give everybody? Yeah, I do have one. I have a Hotmail account. It's dlee two at hotmail dot com. And if you want to email me, I. I'll get back up with you. Lee um, 2 at hotmail.com. L-E-E. Yeah. So there you go. And I think what I'm going to do is when I talk to different folks, and one of the questions I'm going to ask them is, who else do you think I need to talk right. to? Yeah. So I've already started a list and um, of folks to talk to that, you know, work Greenville Parks and Rec and Little League and Rose High and, you know, guys like Coach Gibson and Coach Rankins. And, you know, I'm sure we'll go into the past some too and, and, uh, I think I think to be honest with you, it's going to be hard having not to have too many stories. You know, there's just so many amazing stories about them, and um, I think it's something everybody will really enjoy. Yeah, well, that's great. How's your dad doing, by the way? He's good. I'm sure he's listening. He's the one. He, he'd already. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sure he's listening. He's good though. He's 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 doing well. And, Very um, good. I was glad to see him yesterday. I hadn't seen him. We we got to see him do the ball and baseball right. and basketball and everything with the grandkids, you know, all the time. And then the pandemic kind of cut into that and they've graduated and stuff. So we have to, we make an effort to make sure we go see him and Loretta whenever we can. Yeah. Uh, David Lee, uh, his dad, the legendary Boyd Lee, and, uh, he's got a new uh, book project. He's starting to work on now about Marvin German. I know you've written some other books, uh, too. So, uh, this is, uh, uh, something you do is uh, a great passion project, and I think I can't think of a better one uh, than uh, no, than honoring Marvin. <laughs> Pretty good. All right, well, uh, keep us updated, and uh, I will. And I if will. you do want to maybe contribute to this, uh, dlee two at hotmail dot com. Uh, just That's write right. David and say, hey, I got a Marvin Jarman story, and uh, I'm sure he'll he'll tell you how he wants you to uh, express that story to him. All right, uh, what a day here on Marvin Jarman's birthday. Thank you very much, uh, David, yep. and uh, good luck with this. And like I say, keep us up to date. Uh, update on. Updated All right, no on. problem. Yep. Thank you, Patrick. Mm-hmm. All right, let's uh, go to uh, the second line here. Uh, a guy I'm sure that'll have plenty sto- plenty of stories <laughs> is the legendary Ronald Vincent, uh, and known as the guy that basically, if Marvin needs to go somewhere, RV takes him. So that's uh, yeah, pretty much. That's <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> Coach RV, how are you, my friend? Good. You talk. Marvin Jarman Shuttle Service, <laughs> City of Greenville. <laughs> so, yep, uh, and, and and a lot of us have participated. Yes, uh, <laughs> myself included. Uh, especially, <laughs> especially, you see Marvin on a extremely cold day or a hot day. You you gotta. I think people are, yeah. are, are vying for it's like bumper cars at that point. They're vying for position to, <laughs> yeah. to see where yeah. uh, who can pick yeah. him up. Uh, how are you? Everything well with you? Yes, doing pretty good. Just. Uh, like everybody else, just trying to get through and uh, doing all right, and uh, everything seems to be going fine. So right. it is uh, Marvin's seventy fourth birthday today, right? So, and uh, he's got Con- Conley in basketball tonight at Rose High. Oh, okay. So he's in he's in a good mood right now. All right, is he is he worked up? Is he concerned about this game tonight? What what's he telling? Oh, you? oh yeah, oh yeah. He's he's uh, he's kind of excited about it. He knows you know Conley's. Good, and he, there, there won't be many people there tonight, 25 people, you know, in the bleachers. But, uh, yeah, he always gets worked up when we play Conley in South Central. Has he been <laughs> – so is it – he had this <clears throat> incredible streak of basketball. Still games. going. 
Okay. Still going. Just wanted to make since sure. 1966, since 1966, and I think it's 1,275 tonight. Wow. So, Marvin, yeah. that's the consecutive game. Here's what's cra- – and, I mean, look, Rose basketball's had some good years, but, I mean, compared to football and, and baseball, it it's, yeah. you know, hasn't achieved quite that level of success. It's crazy to me that if if Marvin's going to miss a game, it's basketball that he's been to all these games in. It's not necessarily football or baseball. He's missed a, a few of those over the years, right? Very yeah, few. He, well, well, he missed a football game in 1972. <laughs> 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 and and, and uh, that wasn't – he, he was – the bus he, leave him yeah, they, they changed the time, the uh, parts of time, uh-huh. and he he didn't get the information then. You know, it was tougher to get information back in those days. But and then uh, baseball has missed a few because of, you know basketball playoffs and right. stuff like that. Right, getting into it and uh, but uh, you know he went down to Gray's Creek last night to see the volleyball player with uh, Coach Medlin. You know, oh good volleyball player. So he he is a man for all seasons. <laughs> I, if there's going to be a year where it would be tough for him to make all these games, I got to imagine it's it's this year. Uh, but yeah, and, and see, see, well, we, we're going to make arrangements because uh, he doesn't need to be riding the bus, no. as you would imagine. Right. That's you know too close in, and he sits up in the press box at the basketball games now. Okay, all right, at the road, and, and rather rather than being on the bench. Yeah, that makes and sense. Stuff. And he, yeah, and he and he, he uh, wears his mask and stuff, and uh, so he's taking precautions here you know what they tell him to do he tries to do i think uh i remember when this mess all started and i would talk to you and i'd say what's going on how's marvin doing you said "Eh, this is tough on marvin but then they started it it started baseball back and i think uh for little league and i think that marvin got marvin got back to kind of in a routine again which is good when when uh we played uh newburn in basketball last tuesday i think it was Mm -hmm. uh wednesday he was as happy as he's been in Nine months. Wow. He was excited. He was, you know, because Rose High was playing basketball again. He had something really important to do, and uh, it is important to him. Yeah. And uh, uh, but uh, he's a, he's a, he's excited to be back on the court again and getting rolling and got football cranking up. And you know his nephew's going to play on the foot the quarterback on the football mm-hmm. team. So he's yeah. he's really excited about all that. Ready to roll again. Well, I'm just glad we're playing sports for the high school kids. Yes. And I hope we can get through it all. Uh, The great Ronald Vincent, RV with us. Um, Marvin Jarman, 74 today. How about this David Lee book? I think this is is a great little uh, project. Uh, It seems like it's going to be a lot of fun. I think it's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. I don't know what you've uh, uh, heard about it, but he intends to do it all, you know, stories about Marvin. And goodness gracious, everybody has them. He's going to have to spend a lot of time with you, I think, because (laughs) you might have more than anybody per capita, I think. Yeah, yeah. And and we have a lot of And and the thing about it is, Patrick, all of them are true. Yeah. (laughs) The thing that's always fascinated me about Marvin is um, you can give him kind of a historical reference, and he could tell you crystal clear uh, dates, scores. Players, yeah, coach. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's really, and I'm not talking coach, yeah. two years ago. I'm talking thirty years ago, forty years. Ago. I mean, he's, yeah, yeah. Well, he, down at Gray's Creek last night, uh, Marvin. Do you know anybody? Well, athletic director. He's been there five years. He was at Douglas Bird, and he's got a son that's playing. On. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Marvin. <laughs> well, and here's the other thing too. <laughs> this, you go anywhere yeah. in the state, 
And, you know, I'm all over the state and, and, and you know, get to talking to people about where I'm from and what I do and all that. And you mentioned Greenville in there. And the first thing that, you know, ECU is in there, <laughs> uh, you know, barbecue, Parker's, whoever. Marvin Jarman <laughs> is usually at the top of that list, if not in the top. Ooh, Everywhere you go, yeah. that's Marvin. Yeah, exactly. That's Marvin. Yeah. You know Marvin <laughs> Jarman. Uh, yeah, I know. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, uh, hang in there. Uh, be well. Good luck to the Rampants uh, tonight, and uh, we'll uh, we'll talk with you uh, at some point here soon. Uh, and we'll we'll, we'll also uh, want to wish Marvin a very happy seventy fourth birthday today. I'll make sure he hears about it. <laughs> All right, and 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 thanks, and, and and you keep it up, Patrick. All right, good luck to you. We will. Thank we'll you. Be hanging in there. Thank All you, RV. Talk to you soon. Great Ronald Vincent there, a legend in his own. It's Hall of Famer right there. The Hall of Famer, Rob, uh, Ronald Vincent. All right, Ben Byram, you ready to uh, break it all down with an update here? I'm ready. All right, Ben's got an update for you. Brian Mull talking some college hoops. Duke gets uh, L hung on him last night at uh, Virginia Tech. And ever since uh, old Roy dropped the F-bomb in uh, his post-game press conference, and it wasn't fricking or fracking, uh, they've gone 3-0. and yeah, That's surprising. They looked awful doing it, but hey, they're 3-0. and Since he dropped the F-bomb. All right, no F-bombs here. Ben Byram keeping it clean with this sports update ahead of Brian Mull. Thanks, Patrick. Ben Byram here for your 94.3 The Game Sports Update. We have some local teams advanced in the high school volleyball playoffs last night. We start in 4A as fifth-seeded South Central shutout Heritage 3 to nothing. The Lady Falcons will play fourth-seeded Hoggard in the second round. In 3A, both Conley and Rose advance. Top-seeded Conley defeated 16th-seeded Terry Sanford 3 to nothing. They'll move on to eight-seeded Cedar Ridge tomorrow. Meanwhile, 15th-seeded J.H. Rose pulled off an apparent upset over second-seeded Grace Creek 3 to one. The Lady Rampants will move on to 10th-seeded Hunt. And in two-way, second-seeded Farm Central got the 3-1 to victory over 15-seeded Midway. They'll move on to 10th-seeded Croatan tomorrow. Unfortunately, 13th-seeded Aiden Grifton photo fourth-seeded Carborough 3-0. Some local high school hoops action tipping off the night. 2-0 Southwest Edgecombe down at Pod Tops hosts the 0-2 North Lenore Hawks. 2-0 South Central matches up against 1-1 North Pitt and Winterville. We wrap it up for Crosstown Rivalry as 1-1 J. Trose battles 0-1 D.H. Conley. Green Central played at Farm Central last Friday, and as a result, the current COVID situation within the Rams program, the Jaguars will not be able to play their home game this Friday against Hereford County. Instead, they'll, ne- they'll next host North Johnston next Wednesday. East Women's basketball looks to move above 500 as they currently sit at 5-5 five and five, or are set to host 5-2 and two UCF. Tip-off for that game is set for 6. In men's college hoops, a few interesting matchups are set to tip off tonight. We start at 21st rank Ohio State, hosting Northwestern. The Buckeyes are favored by 8.5 with the over-under at 130. 38 and a half. We have an American Conference matchup between Tulsa and Wichita State. The Golden Hurricane are the three and a half point underdogs with the over under at 133 and a half. At 830 in the ACC, 16th ranked Louisville travels to Wake Forest. The Louisville Cardinals are the seven and a half point favorites with the over under at 136 and a half. And at nine, we top it all off with a matchup between two ranked opponents. It's fourth ranked Texas battles 15th ranked Texas Tech. The Texas Tech Red Raiders lead the underdogs by two points with the over under at 131. 
From the NFL, the Chicago Bears retain head coach Matt Nagy and GM Ryan Pace, while defensive coordinator Chuck Pagano retires. Broncos reach a deal with former Vikings GM George Patton to be their new GM. Cleveland Browns defensive backs Denzel Ward and Kevin Johnson are activated off the COVID list and are expected to play against the Chiefs this weekend. Lions are reportedly close to snagging GM Kevin Colbert from Pittsburgh, and the Seahawks offensive coordinator Brian Schottenheimer has been fired after three seasons with the team. Wrapping up from the NBA, the Houston Rockets have traded away former MVP James Harden in a three-team deal. Harden will join Katie and Kyrie Irvin in, Bro- in Brooklyn, while the Rockets will receive Karis LeVert, Dante Exum, Rodion's Karux, four first-round picks, and four first-round pick swaps. Cleveland was also involved in the deal. They'll receive Jared Allen and Tareen Prince from Brooklyn. But the moves didn't stop there for the Rockets. The Rockets immediately traded Karis LeVert to Indianapolis in exchange for former All-Star Victor Oladipo. Fear 94 through the game sports up. Update. I'm Ben Barman. When we return, the Athletics' Brian Moult talking college basketball after this quick timeout. More of the Patrick Johnson Show is coming up. What? You want more? All right. On your flagship home of Pirate Basketball. 94.3 The Game at 94.3thegame.com. Getting the Pirate Nation home. It's the Patrick Johnson Show. Well, the drive home should be a delight. Here on 94.3 The Game, the flagship station of the ECU Pirates and Eastern North Carolina's home for sports. Is this uh, some hippie jam band music for Mull and he's not answering? Yep. A specific request, a request for this guy. God, no. Make accommodations for him and he blows me off. Never mind you, he's blowing me off. Heck with you. Uh, welcome back in. Brian Mull, maybe. We'll see. See how this shakes out. Hey, if you ever want to uh, relive the magic of uh, the Patrick Johnson show, and by God, why wouldn't you want to? Uh, you uh, can do so. We post the podcast uh, daily on our new, really uh, newly revamped website, 943thegame.com. Uh, about, what, 20, 30 minutes after the show? If that, sometimes almost instantly, but a few minutes after the show. Uh, you also can uh, get the podcast on Apple, Spotify, and Google, among other places, that you download your favorite podcast. Uh, that is uh, the Patrick Johnson Show podcast, 943thegame.com. And we don't do a best of because it's just all so good. Why would we take uh, the best of uh, out of it? Uh, we've got uh, ECU, no game tonight. If you were uh, under a rock for the last uh, 24, 27 hours, 20, 30 hours, whatever it is, uh, Pirates game at Cincinnati was postponed because of uh, COVID issues with the Bearcats. So ECU tonight, not playing basketball. They're scheduled to play again on Saturday. That'll be a 12 noon tip from Williams Arena Minji's Coliseum. We'll have, uh, who's covering that for us? DJ covering that for us? Yeah. Dylan Johnson, I believe, covering that uh, for us on the social medias. So uh, there you go there. Uh, we'll have uh, coverage on the radio side beginning at 1130 here on 94.3 The Game, the flagship of the ECU Pirates. And 107.9 WNCT, the 100,000-watt flagship station of uh, your ECU Pirates. So there we go. That's uh, ECU and Temple coming up. Pirates with a uh, unfortunate stretch of 
a game, and really prior to Christmas, a game. They were supposed to play Wichita State on New Year's, uh, a couple days after, I think the second one had been, or the 30th, one or the other. And uh, that ended up getting postponed because of COVID issues with the uh, Wheat Shockers. And then the Pirates uh, didn't play again until they played at Tulane again a couple Saturdays ago. Then they had a kind of a scheduled week off, right? And uh, then uh, lost to South Florida last time out. So scheduled to be in Cincinnati tonight, did not materialize. What ends up happening? I'll tell you what ends up happening. They're going to have another week off before they play again against Temple. And the Temple program was besieged with uh, COVID issues at the beginning of the basketball season. They had to move a lot of games. I don't. I think for a while they weren't even playing in the city. Seems like their whole athletic department's had issues all year yeah, with it. That's true. That I mean, we true. saw that firsthand with football. Boy, wasn't that something? Just minutes before kickoff, and they uh, it was the player's girlfriend had tested positive, right? I turn it to the ESPN stream, and I'm looking at a camera shot of a pylon and the scoreboard in the background. When I remember kickoff, I remember listening to that on the radio on the radio side, and that was uh, that was something. That really was. That was uh, really, really uh, something. So UNC won last night. They now have won three in a row. Sharp didn't score a ton of points, uh, South Central product. He did not. He played it right much, though, didn't he? He did. He made two big baskets, clutch baskets, uh, in order for them to get the win. I think Roy Williams complimented him earlier in the day. I would hope so. Yeah. I would hope he would compliment Dayron. I'm not so sure that Dayron – I I don't think he's a one-and-done there was yeah. a little bit of talk of that uh, a couple of years ago. Uh, I think he is. We'll be. We'll get a shot to play professionally, and we'll become a a pro and probably a very good pro. But I think he's at least a two year guy. Yeah, there was talks he was going to be a lottery pick coming into this year, and I he's I just, he's good, but I don't think he's quite there and, yet. And that's not knocking him. No, not at all. I just don't think he's. Yeah, not on that level. There, there, he's not there yet, and I think there's some, you know, now. Is he good? Yes, very good. Oh, really yeah. good for a freshman. And he's gonna he's gonna get a shot. I don't think there's any any doubt about that. But it's it's not a kind of jump out and get and, and you know be a one and done guy. I just don't think that's gonna be the case. Um, Duke last night caught a little bit of that. They just they don't play well at Virginia Tech. Dude, that was tough. Didn't play. Didn't shoot the ball well. We're down eighteen. They got it to one. And then wound up losing by, what, 10? Yep. And all of a sudden, don't look, but here's Virginia Tech. They shot very well. They were shooting all over. Well, they got nine wins. I think they're unbeaten in the ACC. Yeah, ranked. I didn't even realize they were ranked. <laughs> uh, there was a note that was up today, and I, sh- I meant to save it. But I think you got to go back to 19. It was the year after UNC's national championship in the early 80s. So, 82. That following season, so I guess this would be the 82-83 season. If I'm wrong about this on the Always Anonymous text line, someone let me know. The Always Anonymous text line's hopping today, by the way, Ben. And uh, that is, you have to go back to that season. UNC started the year 3-3. and Worthy had gone, I think Jordan, maybe Jordan was back, I don't know. They ended up going to the Elite Eight against Georgetown that year. UNC did. But you have to go all the way back to that period of time in the early 80s 
where neither Duke nor UNC were in the poll. The top two, now then it was the top twenty poll, but it was the top you know what would essentially be the AP top twenty five poll. You think Duke's going to drop out? They're five and three now. That the three and one in the ACC. I know that they'd won three in a row and, and had you know played pretty well. Won some close games. Uh Virginia Tech's good. It was a road game. I I could see them on name alone hang hanging on because what were they? they were eighteen in the AP poll I believe going into last night. It was like nineteenth or something like that. It was pretty yeah somewhere around that area. They might drop out. They might drop out. I think the case for them is they've lost to ranked opponents, so I think they at least got a case. No, their losses have been to to good teams. I mean, if they are, they're going to be just barely hanging on. They're going to be just barely hanging on if they are. But uh, if that's the case, and I and I'll we'll look for that and find the date. Uh, we'll go back. Is Mall with us? All right, let's jump on here. We don't have a lot of time with Mall. Brian, you there? Hi, Patrick. Hey, buddy. Uh, we were, I apologize. I was parenting. Oh, gosh. All right. Well, we were just talking a little bit about uh, UNC and Duke, and I forget the stat. Uh, we were, But there's a chance if Duke drops out, that'll be the first time since the 82-83 season that neither team has been ranked in the AP poll, uh, which is, I think it's over 700 consecutive polls, which is just uh, mind-boggling. Hard to believe. Um, I saw Joe Lenardi's uh, maybe his first uh Preliminary bracket came out this morning, and he had uh, North Carolina, Duke, and Michigan State among his uh, last four to receive buys. Wow! If you will so, um, really? yeah. So I mean, just uh, what a year, you know. And certainly Kentucky would not be, you know, they got throttled at home last night by Alabama. Um, they would probably not be in the tournament if it were just be selected today. So. Yeah, it's a, it's a tough year for the Blue blue Bloods in college hoops. Um, I wanted to uh, ask you a little bit about, uh, you know, UNC won three in a row since Old Roy dropped uh, the F-bomb in the uh, postgame. Uh, but uh, in all seriousness, though, the, the, you know, they were looking, Duke could seem to find a little bit of an identity. They don't play well at Virginia Tech. Uh, UNC seems to maybe be finding one, maybe not quite as definitive as, as Duke's. Maybe it is. I don't know. They're 3-0 and right now, at least in the last I, I, three games. Yeah, I think uh, their big guys are, are pretty good. You know, certainly when you look at the rotation of uh, Brooks and, and Baycott and Sharp, and uh, Sharp's had some monster games for them, I mean, th- that gives them a chance. And then, uh, you know, the guards, the freshman guards just have not played uh, consistently, you know, a- as they had hoped. But but there have been flashes. You know, Walton has started to shoot the ball for them a little bit. And, uh you know, Love and Davis both had some moments, but I think the X factor for them is Leaky Black kind of evolving into that Theo Pinson role, you know, as a ball handler, perimeter guy with, you know, defender. I, I think they have more upside than Duke um, because of their big guys, you know. I mean, night in, night out with with a three-man rotation of five-star, you know, big guys like they have or, or four, two, four, five-stars in the preseason player of the year in the ACC. Um, you know, you've got, you've got a chance to, to, to hang around on the glass and, Certainly, it's still a good rebounding team, um, but a lot of holes, a lot, yeah. lot, lot of lot of room for improvement. Um, we uh, have Gonzaga at least right now. What I'm looking at here scheduled to be in action tonight: Texas Tech, Texas. That's a good game at nine o'clock tonight. Two top fifteen teams: uh, Louisville, Wake, uh, Houston on the road tonight at South Florida, which you'll 
was the Pirates' last opponent. ECU uh, not playing tonight against Cincinnati because of COVID issues with the Bearcats. Uh, ben was reporting yesterday that uh, West Virginia is uh, having three games lost here. How, how are you know you talked to a lot of coaches? Now the CAA tournament moved out of Washington D.C. today and moved somewhere else. Uh, how are you feeling, or how are coaches feeling about you know how things are going so far? Is there still this sentiment that uh, we need to figure something because it just seems like it's a little bit of an all all or nothing deal right now with college hoops. It, it really is. I mean, when you look at uh, certain conferences where you have teams who have played six or eight conference games, and then there's other, other schools that are members of that same league that may have not played one yet. Um, three, three CAA schools, including UNC, UNC Wilmington have yet to play a conference game. And uh, yeah, you're just, it's frustrating. It's uh, it's frustrating. I think, for, especially for for coaches who have younger teams, who who need those guys to be in a routine, and this is anything but a routine year. And you know, you prepare for an opponent for a couple of days and and feel like you're ready to go. And I mean, I've heard stories of of uh, the Citadel was on the bus a couple of weeks ago to play a game and uh, got word that there was you know the game had been canceled. I mean, it's just uh, Wilmington had a game in Philadelphia. They were already up there. They had a positive test and had to turn around and come home. And we're supposed to play two games up there, actually. Wow. And yeah. you know that's just uh, it's yep. just part of the, the breaks, part of the environment. Say. Yeah, uh, college yeah. basketball and golf writer Brian Mole with us here. We have probably ninety seconds here. I don't want to get overly political, but uh, the PGA Championship in twenty twenty two has been pulled from uh, Trump National. Where does that wind up? And is is uh, are any courses in this state in the running? I doubt it because it is coming back uh, to quail. Um, and, and, of course, they've got the President's Cup coming up. Uh, Eagle Point. Now, Eagle Point. Next year, 22. Certainly, that would be that would be great. I've heard that, uh, that Shoal Creek down in Birmingham is pushing very hard to try and get it. Of course, they had the PGA there in the 80s. Um, they were supposed to have an – or in 1990, excuse me, and um, – you know, some controversy around uh, last time it was down there as well. But uh, I, I know that they're they're pushing very hard. It's a you know Jack Nicholas very very well thought of golf course. Um, Beth Page Black I keep hearing is kind of the fallback yeah. because they could they could have access to it. Personally, I think the PGA should be on the should be on the West Coast um, every year. Yeah. Hey, we got to go. Thanks for uh, hopping on with us for a few minutes. We'll talk to you more next week and. and- I hopefully by then we'll have watched both parts of the Tiger Woods thing, so we can talk about that some too. Sounds good. All Thanks, right. Patrick. There he goes, Brian Mull. Thanks to him. Thanks to uh, RV for being on with us, and uh, also David Lee's book on Marvin Jarman. Ben Byram tomorrow. Coach McNeil from ECU Women's Hoops joins us, and uh, we'll also hear from Joe Dooley as they get ready for their game against Temple, scheduled for Saturday. Talk to you then tomorrow, Patrick Townsend. Jones.